Welcome to the Pat's Blit Podcast presented by SB Nation. I am your host, Stephen Thompson. Alongside me, my co-host, Chris Blackie. How's it going tonight, man? Not too shabby. Got a little bit of snow during the day and trying to get tired of it already. Winter's just beginning, so let the games begin. Yeah, at least we know... That means December and January is coming, which will be uh, Patriots playoff football. Got that to look forward to, at least. Right. That's half the thing that keeps us going during the winter time. <laughs> is looking forward to the Patriots, and now we run to the Super Bowl. Hopefully, with your fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah, you get to getting through the work week and driving through the snow and stuff, and. Saturday night comes around, and you're like, oh, Pat's play tomorrow. Woo-hoo. Right. So, yeah, I think the started... rest of the schedule is, what, one, like 1 o'clock mainly? Yeah, this uh, Minnesota's 425, but, yeah, the other ones right now right. are after our 1, and playoffs are probably be at night, but. Right. Yeah, so start off, let's uh, recap the Jets' victory. Didn't start off too great. The Jets pretty much went right down the field doing whatever the heck they wanted to. Went up 7 nothing. Then uh, Pat's first possession, Brady looked like he tried to get Gronk uh, Bronk killed on that third down pass. He got right. into it. First half was definitely up and down, back and forth. You know, average type of game, I guess. You know, defense played decent for the most part after that first drive how did you see the first half playing out overall really to me it was a typical new england jets game in the meadowlands back and forth you know the they tied up late the jets going into halftime it's 10 10 and away you go you know they go in the locker room make their adjustments Patriots came out and pretty much did what they had to do going forward. I think they made the proper adjustments. You know, Sony had a great game. The offensive line with Shaq Mason being back just gelled that game. It was one of their better performances on the line, I think, overall, and that's a good sign going forward. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, Trent Brown got called for a couple of, in my opinion, iffy holding calls. That was a ticky-tack call. Yeah. I mean, he's sitting there smiling. I mean, (laughs) he's a tree. What are you going to do? Right. I would be, like, so frustrated going against him. Like, can you just please put me on, you know, somewhere on the other side of the line? (laughs) Oh, now i got to deal with Marcus Cannon on this side. Never mind going in the middle because you got uh, Tooney, Andrews, and Shaq Mason. Tooney, believe it or not, might be the most underrated person on that line. He's had a great season. Yeah, very good this season. Last season, he definitely struggled. No doubt about it. But, yeah, I agree. This year, he's been much better. And that's something that has been a staple with the Patriots as a whole, it's never the flashy names that, that do the work. 
Mm-mm. It's always just your grunts. Prime example on the defensive side, Lawrence Guy. He's having an incredible season right now, and not a lot of people talk about him. He's just an uns- he's an unsung player. Lunch peel yeah. does his yeah. work and, and goes about his business. If you can get Brady time in the pocket, you're going to be in good shape going forward. Especially, I love the way that Belichick and the coaches pretty much do the gauntlet out to that line, you know, and the running backs, you know, to establish the run more. Because you're going to see, go, especially in that Pittsburgh game, you just know they're going to zero in, and they're just going to run down their throat, I think. Especially with Burkhead coming back, you have Burkhead, uh, Sony, and James White. That's a pretty good three-headed monster right there. Mm-hmm. Burkett especially, I think he's going to be very important going down, you know, late in the season where he's still going to be fresh. He's going to help give the other guys rest. He just got to stay healthy. He can be a real weapon if they if they can utilize him right. And the main thing, like I mentioned, was his health going forward. Well, the line as a whole, I was very happy with on the offensive side. Very pleased. What did you oh, say? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Brady didn't really get hit a ton a few times. But, you know, nothing like what we were seeing last year, the first, what, six, seven games last year. He was getting killed on a consistent right. basis. And, you know, like oh, you said, sure. Bill... Bill told the whole team, hey, be more physical, period. You know, Dion Lewis, like his comments, I think, set a spark under their butt as well. Like, oh, they think we're weak? Oh, let's show them. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing. When are teams going to learn to stop giving the Patriots bulletin board material? <laughs> right. It happens every season. These teams never learn. It's just, it's lunacy that they keep doing it. You think by now that they would know better, but they don't. And look what happens. Yeah. Similar situation like with the Jags. They they win their Super Bowl against the Patriots and they flatline. Look yep. at Tennessee. They were largely outplayed yesterday against the Texans. Mm-hmm. The Colts put a beating on them after they beat the Patriots. So there's always that trend all the time. <laughs> Which, I mean, yep. if you're a team, you're, you're almost kind of like, do I really want to win this game? I know that you, you do, obviously, yeah. <laughs> but in the back of your mind, you're right. thinking, is this going to be some type of a voodoo curse getting dropped on me? Yeah, especially, too, it seems like know. the teams that have beaten them easily, like Detroit beat them pretty easy. That game wasn't close at all. They've been kind of a train wreck since, for the most part. Jacksonville, for the most part, pretty much handled the Patriots. I think it was an 11-point victory, but it, it really wasn't that close, in my opinion. Right, right. And Tennessee, I mean, there's, that was a beatdown like you read about. Yep. Yeah, so it's like they go out and they beat – they put everything into that one game against the Patriots, like you said, and then they have nothing left for the rest of the year. 
crazy how that works. It's like, that? Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, we finished six and ten, but we, hey, we beat the Patriots in week two. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, oh, great. You can watch us play in the Super Bowl. <laughs> and the Pats are smart, too. Like, they, you know, they – you can see, like, most games that they play, they don't really – I'm sure they put it all out, like, effort-wise, but they don't – Oh, they have to. Yeah. Anyway, they put whatever is needed to win the game. But then okay. most games, it just doesn't seem like they empty the tank, so to speak. Like, gotcha. you know, like this week against Minnesota is a important game, but it's not like a do or die type game. This you is know, a like, huge game, believe it or not. Yeah. I, I'm almost at that point where you're going to win this one for a variety of reasons. One being you got Pittsburgh and San Diego. Yeah. They're factoring in because, you know, the Chiefs, if they get a couple of hiccups and San Diego starts, you know, pulling away and getting these wins, they can suddenly leapfrog the Chiefs. And if they can get a better record than you, suddenly things get pretty interesting. Same with the yeah. Steelers, you're, you're right there. And even the Vikings, the Vikings have a really big game coming up because they're chasing the Bears. So. This game's huge. This is a really big, big game for both sides. We're getting to that point where every game is magnified in the NFL. Oh, oh yeah, it'll be December by the time the game's played, right? So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got this is the first really big challenge. I think. I think this might be. Honestly, I think this might be their biggest challenge for the rest of the season. Even as bad as they play in Miami, they should, by all rights, win that game. Yeah. I think they're going to beat Pittsburgh. I really do. Oh, yeah. I think that's still going to be a bad matchup for the Steelers against the Patriots. So, realistically, I'm, I'm circling this date, and I think this is it. This is going to be their hardest challenge. It's definitely one of the those, defensive and, side. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Thien's a problem. Diggs. Cook. Uh, Cook, Rudolph. Yeah. I mean, they're a problem. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm really interested to see how our defense performs against them. You know, and that's a, the point, like like you're saying, how you're wondering how they're going to perform. Mm-hmm. This could be the type of a game where that defense suddenly starts to gel a little bit more if they can get shut them down. Mm-hmm. Like, I like how Belichick and company last week challenged the offense, getting tough, running the ball. I would like to see them challenge the defense this week. Put it on them. Make them almost try to win the game without worrying so much about your offense. If you can do that, you're looking pretty pretty good going down the stretch and you get both those teams gelling. 
God. Even yeah. the special even the special teams I was very pleased with against the Jets. Night and day. Yeah. It was a very oh, yeah. it was a very productive bye week for the Patriots. So you can tell they fixed a lot of problems. Yeah, the new the new guys one. they brought in seemed to help a little bit. Yep. Like Obi, he didn't play a ton, but they're still trying to work him in. Duke Dawson's back from IR as yeah, well. He, I'm really curious to see how he does. He plays this Yeah, week. he was scratch, so like yeah. you said, it's the thing where that's a good you know, good question for you right here. Are you surprised that Obi started and Duke Dawson didn't? No, because Obi's more of a veteran. I mean, yeah. he knows how to play defense in the NFL, and, you know, he knows how to play in the NFL, period. Mm-hmm. Where Duke is, you know, he's pretty much behind a lot because, you know, he was in early in the year, preseason and stuff. Then he was, now he's been on IR, so he really hasn't been able to do anything. He's never played in the NFL before. Like, I wouldn't be surprised well, if Dawson doesn't play this week either. Just because you really want his first NFL action to be against the Vikings. So, you would think he'd have a pretty good grasp on at least the language of the defense at this point. His issue is going to be game speed and actually being on the field doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, if he is active this week and plays some, that's. You know, says a lot about him as a player. Bill has that trusted him against this pretty vaunted offense. You know, it doesn't really get a lot of attention for some reason. You still hear a lot of the experts talk about Rodgers and stuff. And I know Kurt Cousins isn't the greatest thing since sliced bread, but the weapons he has around him are pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. Like Dean, tonic. Like Dean, especially Diggs. Both of them have a ton of catches. They can get open mm-hmm. pretty easily. You know the guy too. Like Cooks out of the backfield. That scares me with this defense right now. That yeah, seems to yeah, be, you know great point. <laughs> that seems to be great uh, point. The recipe for big problems is teams that have. Running backs that are good catching the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, great point. So yeah. who are you going to put on him? Oof. I mean, maybe if Obi plays, you could put him on him. Just kind of let him just kind of go where he is? Yeah. Obi's a big kid. Strong, you know, physical guy, tall. Like, I, I had a tweet yeah. the other day where I was saying that, you know, call it a niche or whatever you want to call it. But I actually think he's going to become a force in this defense. I'm I'm, I'm jumping way ahead of myself. I just have that <laughs> yeah. feeling that it's going to click for him. Because what the Patriots do better than any organization in the NFL – is get the most out of their players. They they handle players properly. Look at Cordell Patterson. 
You know, the Minnesota and Oakland are, like, kicking themselves for what's going on with him now. Oh, big time, yeah. He's come in, and he's been, by all regards, from you see from writing and everything else and reporting on the guy, people love him across the Mm -hmm. board. Yep. Players, even the attendants at the place love him. And you see him sitting there playing catch on the sidelines during every game, and it doesn't seem like much, but to fans, that's that means something. Oh yeah, especially kids. You know, he's oh exactly. You know, third, fourth grade kid goes to school the next day. Hey, what did you do over the weekend? Well, I played catch at Cordell Patterson at the Pats game. What? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> can't remember that forever. The only thing that I can't figure out with Patterson right now is how come they're not doing a lot of slants like they do with Gordon with him as fast as he is. I don't know. Maybe his hands aren't as good as Gordon's. Could be. That's Gordon and everything too, isn't it, Gordon? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, he had an awesome catch that... Of course, Fouts didn't talk about where the ball... He did a slant, but the ball was tipped at the line. And he still right. reached out and caught it and got the first down. I'm like, wow. It's like, you it know how hard that is to do? Right. He had in that sideline catch that he caught, too. Yeah. Late, that was a, one hell of a catch, too. <laughs> so, obviously, the chemistry is really getting that peak performance now. The catch that really blew me away was that sideline catch by Edelman. That was just oh, yeah. unreal. Yeah. He just right. dropped right into him like, wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. dropping the bucket. To, right. They're going to try to figure a way to keep him healthy because he's taking a beat in the, again. Oh, yeah. You see that one over the middle where he, like, fell on his shoulder and, like, his elbow. Oh, yeah. That looked like that hurt. Oh, I bet it did. Yeah. I think he's dealing with, like, a shoulder or something already. Just the way he's kind of walking around. And his foot, too, is a problem. Yeah, he's tough. But He's he's tough as nails. But I got to say, for Edelman coming back from the injury that he's come back from, he's looked awesome. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I didn't think he'd be as good as he has been, really. I just no, remember man, when, he... uh, yeah. Right. You remember when Welker even... had that same injury? Like him was like a year and a half, two years, really. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a bad scene. That was like so, so foolish, that injury with Welker that year. Oh, yeah. Uh, meaningless Houston. game. And we had a Chris Hogan signing for a couple of catches, too. Yeah, he looked nice pretty good. Me. He had a couple of good catches over the middle downfield. I like that. Dorsett got some action. Yeah. I mean, so, everything. Gronk, Gronk came back. You have to really concentrate on him. And if you don't, good luck to you. Right. Yeah, I, I forget he, who it was, but I was reading... Somebody wrote that, oh, you know, Gronk's, you know, not as feared as he used to be. So a lot of 
teams down the stretch are going to single cover them. I'm like, all right, good luck. Thanks. Right. I mean, it's one of those things. What always cracks me up about stuff like that is it's always reporters and fans that say that. But when you talk yeah. to the players on the <laughs> field, it's a whole different story. Right. It's incredible. I mean, yeah, I mean, Gronk's had a rough season. Definitely physically he has. No mm-hmm. question oh. about it. Yeah. But if you're going to sit there and, like you said, throw single coverage at him, good luck. Yep. See you in the you're, end zone. You're opening up yourself for a world of hurt. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, you can see us in the end zone. <laughs> Exactly. That was a great. That was a great catch he had for the touchdown against the Jets. Right. Oof. No doubt. Been yeah. down vintage Gronkowski. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a ridiculous catch for a tight end. But, uh, Not you know even oh, yeah. a receiver. It's like Jesus. Right. But I mean, going back to that offensive line, as good as they played. Look at what we're talking about now with the catches and the run and everything else. It all starts with protecting Brady and on that line. That's where your game yeah. won and lost, on the mm-hmm. on the offense and defensive line. And they no did what doubt. they had to do. Defensively, how did you feel about them defensively against the Jets? Oh, Gilmore was back to his good self. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressed with him. Gotta be. Oh yeah, yeah. And now it's good to see. I think he was sick the last game. You know, they got a little bit of pressure, not like a ton. Like, and I don't think they really went after him either. But they gave up another scramble for a first down, didn't they? Yeah, that 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 ticked me off. That was off, an immediate you know. tweet. Like, yeah, yeah, like, well, like the the perfect example, like. Like, you know, I always ragging you about your McDaniels messages. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like clockwork. When something like that happens, when someone scrambles for a first down, you can almost, like clockwork, expect that the tweet's going to come. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can't have that. Right. That just drives me bananas when something like that happens. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It just drives me crazy. Gilmore, he was, uh, he was incredible. Great game from Gilmore. Trey Flowers again had a had a, a great game. The one play that kind of stuck out to me that frustrated me a bit on the defensive end was that roughing the passer from Dietrich Wise that was so oh, unnecessary. Yeah. Uh-huh. Stupid. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't that lead directly to their touchdown? I think it did. Yeah. Yeah, because well, they were going to kick happen, a field goal, right? Exactly. That was just so annoying. And even the hits that some of the hits that Brady ended up in having done to him, they were borderline. They could have been called. They were as egregious as uh, Dietrich Wise was, and they just let it go. Yeah, they always, for the most part, let Brady get hit up high and don't do anything. I don't get it. Of late, yeah, especially. I mean, yeah. Now, if you, if you say that to any other fan base, you're going to get ridiculed <laughs> like crazy. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like you know the, the old, wise. You know the old saying, 
You know, you know yeah. when Brady goes, if you breathe next to him, it's a flag. Right, yeah. But the wise one, though, it's like he was stupid because he took like three steps and then dove at the guy's legs. They're not letting that go, period. No. No, they're, and people always say, too, well, they're fans, obviously, that it's the Brady rule that that's why they started calling the whole hits. It's like, no, it isn't. It's Carson Palmer. Right. The, the Pittsburgh the game point. where the, the Pittsburgh game where that, against Cincinnati, the game where they knocked Palmer out with diving at the guy's knees in like the first quarter, like the next season, they had that you can't hit him low. But nope, let's let's forget all about that, that and just blame it on Brady that, four years later. <laughs> right, that Bengals team was actually pretty stacked. Yeah, I they, they would have. I think they would have friggin' crushed Pittsburgh, which would have made me happy. Right. <laughs> which yeah, back to but, Pittsburgh. It was good to see them lose against Denver. <laughs> Total implosion. Well, I. I've about lost adjectives with the Steelers when it comes to games like that. Yeah. So many, there's so many things to dissect about that. Oh, the whole First thing. First of was, all, yeah. why did Tomlin run the play without going directly to the two-minute warning? That's so a mystery to me. Yeah. Foolish, because the Broncos are moving the ball on you. Why would you give them extra time, hypothetically, if you score, to go down and score on you and, and win the game? Yeah. And then, I don't know what Roethlisberger was thinking, thinking on that throw. <laughs> no. It would have had to gone through two defenders. It was just like, I don't know if Roethlisberger... When he gets in that situation, his mind just starts racing. Yeah. Or not. I don't know. Well, he's trying to be sneaky. I think he was trying to be sneaky. That's why he threw it so quick, hoping to catch the defense off guard and have, you know, Antonio just sneak in behind him. But he didn't throw it. Was it a bad snap? Yeah, there was coming a little fumbled exchange. Yeah, so he just kind of, like, tossed it up. So, you know, if they would have had a clean exchange, maybe he would have thrown it higher and harder. Who knows? Unreal. But that's, yeah, that's enough, enough Steelers, though. But Patriots, Unreal. overall, defensively, I think they were pretty good. They gave up three points in the second half. It's always good. I don't care who you're playing. If you only give up mm-hmm. three points and a half, it's pretty impressive in this day and age in the NFL. Definitely. I mean, they were letting you know they were letting them move the ball a little bit, but they got some turnovers, right? Yeah. Oh. Yep. Yeah. I don't remember when that. Yeah. My my boy almost had a pick, but he just slipped out <laughs> of his hands. Right. Jeez. He's a weapon. I don't care what any of those people would. Uh, What's up, 98.5, got to say about him. That's the hill I'm willing to die on. Yeah. Oh, no, he's solid. No doubt about it. Career year for him. No question. Yeah. He makes plays. That's what I love about the guy. He just... He's just consistent. 
Yeah, I mean, he's not very, flashy. Very heads up. Not flashy. You know, there's not really anything sexy about him on the field. Nope, that's like I always say uh, when, I'm, yeah. when I'm talking about Van Noy. He's basically the potatoes on your plate. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. much what he is. <laughs> it's not, not nothing flashy about it, but it does yeah. trick. As far as like who I didn't like, Jonathan Jones, I thought had a pretty bad game defensively. Right. Like I'm on a touchdown play, especially. Yeah, and like he was decent last year before he got hurt, and he's just been kind of blah this year. The Jets were going at him, so you better watch out because McCordy Jason seems to be taking a lot of his time and doing decent at it too, and then. With Duke Dawson coming back, that's probably going to eat into more of Jonathan Jones's playing time, and depending on how they use uh, Obi. True. So it'll be it's going to be interesting the next few weeks how the defense you know, does. I'm glad you brought up Jason McCourty because he has really <laughs> impressed me this year. Basically, from going from what we all thought was a bubble player to being a consistent starter opposite of Gilmore, yeah, in doing in doing a sufficient job at that. Oh no doubt, yep. And he's another one that we're not really talking a lot about. He's getting like recognized, but I think you could, there's a case where you could make a a bigger argument that he's one of the better players. Especially in that secondary. Yeah. Aside not, from yeah. aside from Gilmore, he's been two he's been like second or third best player, I think, in that secondary all season. Yeah, yeah, me too. I mean he's not getting like a ton of interceptions or forced fumbles, so he's just doing what he's asked to do. See, which is pretty that, good. So exactly what you need. I'm more impressed with a pass breakup than I am a pick. Basically, it is as funny as that sounds. Because I think interceptions are nice, but if you don't have the stats at a cornerback position, they're not throwing your direction. Right. So if I can see two or three pass breakups, I'm satisfied. Because that tells me you're, you're doing your job, you're covering. Yeah, if they're, like, like scared to even throw your direction, how are you going to get an interception? Exactly. <laughs> that's exactly my point. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, they're going to target someone, and what do they do? They do the crossing, they attack the middle. Mm. The crossing routes, which drive you mad. <laughs> yeah. That was great, like, on our thread. You were complaining like crazy about uh, Dante Hightower. Yeah. <laughs> he makes a play, right? Right after you yeah. complain about it. it was. Oh, crazy. yeah, of course. It's, yeah, I knew it. As soon as I typed it, I'm like, oh, yeah. watch pick six coming up. <laughs> well, the, the Patrick... pass he gave up, man, it was just so bad. He right. was like five yards behind the guy. I'm like, my Lord. And I love the guy. Yeah, I love him. He's been one of my favorite players on the Patriots for years. And I don't know if he's still 
laboring with his knee or what, but he just looks slower. And if I'm another team, you know, I get somebody matched up on him and pass coverage and go right at him till they adjust to it. Well, that's the thing with the NFL. It's such a copycat league. Yeah. That's why you've seen a lot of the, the crossing plays. Yeah. But they started covering him better in the second half against the Jets. So one of the sacks on McCown was a result of them trying to do crossing routes over the middle that got, you know, boxed up and they couldn't throw it. So he got sacked. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. That's just it. I mean, the defense is so perky jerky in some yeah. regards where they get they're getting pressure on the quarterback but they're not getting the sack. That's frustrating when that happens. And I don't know if that's just design. I don't feel that's I don't feel that's the design of the play. No. When you're almost there and you're just not getting there, that to me isn't part of the plan, obviously, as far as your <laughs> system goes. Right. Because if, if you're not rushing the quarterback and you're just kind of playing the zone or whatever the case may be, you're, not gonna, you're also not going to get pressure on them. No. See, to me, I, I'm kind of more of a nutby. I like pressure on them on a quarterback. Like I'd be like blitz, I'd be blitz crazy if I was a defensive <laughs> coordinator. Right? Yeah, get him. So that's my mentality. You know, it's like chess. Like when you're playing chess, you either a defensive guy or you're offensive. Mm-hmm. There's no in between. Very rarely. And me on the defensive side of the football, I'd be attack, attack, attack. That'd be my plan. Of course, I'd probably give up 60 points, but <laughs> right. I mean, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah, attack and attack up the middle. Don't let them step up in the pocket. Yeah, just keep them, keep them in the pocket at all costs. Yeah. But um, overall, I think the defense is better than they're getting credit for. Look... The days of a great defense is over in the NFL. We're probably not going to see that again. No. Everything's so good for the offense. That even the fence players are, like, confused on what's going on. So what you see is what you get. They've right. always had a bend-don't-break mentality, and I don't think this year is any different. Mm-mm. Not even close, but, yeah. On the opposite side of things, the one thing that I've been noticing with the Patriots that they have to get better at is their red zone offense. That has been really struggling late. And you can't have that, especially come playoffs when you're going against a good team. You you have to be consistent, and they got got to fix that problem, and it needs to happen immediately. They don't got time to be a bad red zone offense and think they're going to go far in the playoffs because that's a recipe for disaster. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Especially, like, say you get to the AFC and you have to play, like, the Saints in the Super Bowl. That's trouble. You know, like, you can't go and get three points a bunch and 
expect to beat them. I think yeah. the Pats would match up good against them, though, especially if we could am run I, against them. Am I crazy to not be totally sold on the Saints yet? Oh, I'm not. Like, I'm. I still got questions about their defense. Yeah. You know, Kamara, he's a problem. Ingram's pretty good. Offensively, they're a nightmare. Oh yeah. But I mean, that would be like the Rams or the Saints. The goal to me would be to keep their offense off the field, so yeah, you'd be trying to run like Michelle and those guys at them, eat the clock. Yep. That kind of stuff. Exactly. Like what team? Like what teams used to do when the Pats had all those high-powered offenses. You know, Peyton Manning too. Right? Yeah. Yeah, obviously in the yeah. NFC, right, obviously in the NFC side, it's clearly, you know, Saints, Rams. Oh, yeah. Obviously, yeah. they're probably the two best teams in football, realistically speaking. The, the Bears, they're not going to do anything. Yeah, they're having a good season on themselves, but they're not going to go down and beat, uh, beat them, either team. Not going to happen. Who else you got? Really nobody. No. Is there anyone in the NFC that really scares you outside of who we mentioned, L.A. and Saints? No, I mean, Carolina always gives them problems, but I don't think they'll be around. No, they're falling apart. Yeah. That's just a point know, that you yeah. made again. You've been doing pretty good with these points today. <laughs> I didn't give you some credit. <laughs> I think they would match up better against the Saints than they would the, the Rams. Yeah. And I think the Rams are a lot more... Well, we've seen that show before, haven't we, with their offense, but the defense is nothing to seize that mm-hmm. either. Especially Donald. Yeah. What, a, what an absolute force he is. Oh, yeah, he's a major problem. Jesus. Yeah. And what's-his-face is hurt for the Rams right now? Who's the that? corner. The corner who used to be in the on the Pats. Why can't I even think of his name? Believe? Yeah, he's hurt. He hasn't played in probably a month. Wow. Yeah, so, like, they'll, their defense is going to get better when he comes back. And Marcus Peters, he's kind of stunk for them a lot of games. Well, he that game, game you know. Chiefs. Yeah, well, his old team, but against, against the Saints, he got torched for like 200 yards almost. <laughs> so, Unreal. Yeah. It's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I just, the Pats like experience and stuff. We still have Brady. Right. The whole so key still... for the AFC is going to be to get the Patriots outside of outside of Gillette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you have to go against the Patriots in Gillette, you're going to have problems in the playoffs. Plain and simple. Like, and if the Pats have to travel, like the only place I don't want to go is Kansas City. Yeah, I don't want no part of that. No, I mean, they can go to Pittsburgh and win. They've done it before in the playoffs. 
you know, right. say like weird shot that they have to go to San Diego and play, they could win out there. Not only like would they, happen if they took the top seed. Right. And, you know, Houston, I don't fear them at all. You know, Houston they still have Bill O'Brien. Yeah, they still have yeah, Bill O'Brien. So, yeah, they still have Bill O'Brien. Where? Well, I, I, I get yeah. that, but they're playing a lot different than when we first saw them play. There's no doubt about that. That's a team oh, that yeah. pretend – that's a team that can potentially sneak up in if you don't take care of business and Pittsburgh don't take care of business, they could slip into that second seed. Yeah, right. That's another uh, thing not, that yeah. people would be quiet about. <laughs> I'm not going by the first game of the year. I'm just going by, like, track well, no, record but... with Houston. Mm. You know, there's – one. Is... I understand, but – That's the same thing with, like, still. you know, like, like Andy Reid, like, if you look, if you, you know, if you look up clock management in the dictionary, you're not going to see a picture of him. <laughs> no, so, no, it's even as good as Mahomes has been this season. Right, he's been incredible, no doubt. Yeah, no question. He's been awesome. He's had a, quite a few hiccups along the way too. That you wonder when the lights get a little bit brighter. Right, if that's going to creep up. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a bad match for me is Andy Reid in the playoffs with a rookie quarterback, pretty much. First right. taste of the playoffs, Oof. especially like if I they mean, have to go play somewhere else. If this was like Mahomes, like four or five year veteran, I'd be very concerned. Right. Oh, absolutely. Even a couple of years. Yeah. I think they match up very well with. The oh teams. yeah. Yeah. Is is it, let me ask you this: Is there any team in the AFC that really worries you when it comes to the Patriots come playoff time? Really worries? No. You know who? You know what team worries me? <laughs> no. Themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. If they shoot uh, themselves in the foot. Exactly. Turnovers, Football is yeah. Such a, it's such a weird game. All it takes is one bad game, and you're out. It's not like yeah. the other sports where it's best out of seven or best out of five or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do or die every game. Right. You have to play perfect. You know, all it could take is just some having one stinker, and you're done. You oh, know, yeah, to I me, mean, I, yeah. I, I think that... The, they're the head of the class when it comes to the, to the AFC right now. Until until they get taken out to me, they're the one. They're the top dogs. Yeah, they should be. I mean, they're defending AFC champs until somebody knocks them off. And you can be one of those so-called experts that wants to, you know, write them off pretty much. That's fine. Good. Right. Keep doing it. Teams have been doing it to Brady and company for 15 years. So. How's that working out? Working out well for us. Right, yeah. We laughing Not all so the way to the title. Else. Right. <laughs> yeah. We're laughing at five championships. Just an incredible run. Nothing yeah. Like yeah. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I don't think any no. of us have ever witnessed such dominance in football like we're seeing no. on this run. I mean, it's a great point by you where, uh, like, really, it's just themselves. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, if they can't get, I think the, I think if the Patriots play their game, I think they very easily can be the EFC Super Bowl representative. Yeah. I'm not going to go out on the limb and say they're going to win the Super Bowl because we see what happens there. They they (laughs) never make it easy, anyways. No. when, When they are there. But I could definitely see them being the representative of the EFC. Yeah. No I mean, question about it. Yeah, the only thing that tripped them up would be not scoring TDs in the red zone. Yeah. Especially, or turning it over even worse, you know. Right. Especially if they get home field. If they're the top dog, number one seed, as long as you don't run into Baltimore, you're set. <laughs> Yeah. Just because Baltimore's Baltimore, they still scare the hell out of me. <laughs> no matter who they got, they they make yeah. me uncomfortable. Because obviously you know the track record, they have no fear of the Patriots at all. So Yeah, I mean Lamar Jackson how is he gonna do in the playoffs if they make it? Flacco's got a bum I, hip, so I don't care if you're the quarterback, I'm concerned. Right? Yeah. Just how it goes. I know Ed Reed and the company is not walking through that door, but it still makes me uncomfortable. I mean, until the end of the day, they still have Harbaugh as their coach. He doesn't scare me. No, he'll find a a, coach. Yeah. He'll find a way to do something stupid and then blame it on a rule after the game. Right. And beg for a rule change. <laughs> I know it's crazy, but, isn't it? But yeah, like how do you see the Vikings game playing out? I think the Patriots win it late. Mm. That's how I I feel. I think it's going to be one. I think it's going to be something very similar to what we saw against the Chiefs. Yeah. Now that I say that, it'll be ten seven. <laughs> well, I mean, Minnesota seems to be pretty good against the run, so that complicates things a little bit. But I mean, if the Patriots can out physical them again somehow, I I think they'll win. Pats will win by a touchdown. That's fine. Lady, you think they're just going to hold on, basically? I think it'll be. They'll be up by like fourteen, and then uh, like Minnesota wow. will get a touchdown late to make it closer. Right, like a garbage, garbage touchdown. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And the reason being is because the Pats are at home, and I think our defense is gonna step up a little bit even more. I like it. You know, I think they're going to take that challenge of slowing down this offense. And they're going to step up and get it done. Yeah. Like I said earlier in the show, hopefully, you know, the coaches challenge the defensive side this time around and see if they can respond. 
Hey, I mean, they might not even need to challenge them. Like the defensive guys themselves might be like, all right, nobody's thinking we can shut these guys down. Let's go out and do it. Yep. Shut them up. But, I mean, they have I mean, playmakers. It's what I like them to get more fast guys on defense. Definitely. But they're not there right now. No. They but, they are what they are at this moment. Yep. So that's how I see it. They'll be up 14. Minnesota will get a touchdown late to make it closer. And it helps. So you want to give an actual prediction for a score? We're just going to go with that. Ooh. Yeah, 3730. 3730. I will go 3128, Pat. There you go. Similar, pretty close. I just think it's going to be a field goal game like Towards the end. Yeah. I have no problem being wrong as long as they win. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's yeah. A big thing. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah, want to wrap up the show? Yeah. Yesterday on our podcast, I think I said they were going to win by three. So I upped it a little bit. Today's a new day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. We can wrap it up. Yeah. Thanks again to SB Nation and uh, Pat's Pulpit, Burn, Marima, Rich, all the people over at Pat's Pulpit, SB Nation. Definitely appreciate you guys having us do this with you. So uh, go follow Pat's Pulpit and SB Nation, Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, all that good stuff. You know, if you want to chat with Myself on Twitter, it's We Play for Titles. What's yours, Chris? Mine's Chris underscore Blackie. And I should probably throw out that I'm actually going to be doing an article this week for the pulpit. So you'll be able to see my work starting again this week. I've been taking a few weeks off, but I'm ready to go again. Awesome. All right. Yep. Everyone, have a good night or day whenever you listen to us. See you next week. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seems Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.